Hello there, album enjoyers. Dearest album enjoyers, we speak to you now very briefly to quickly plug the Enjoying Album Patreon, a.k.a. Becoming an Ultra. <laughs> we are plugging Becoming an Ultra. Not the things that you get by being an Ultra, we are plugging the experience of Becoming an Ultra. If that's not the number one ex- uh, reason to become an Ultra, I don't know what is. No. It's just £5 per month. If you've ever listened to this podcast and thought, I like these fellas. I enjoy listening to their four free hours of content that they put out every month. I would like to purchase them a pint or a coffee one time. This is a way of doing that. But you get exclusive content in return. You get exclusive content in return. You get full episodes on albums such as... Uh, I mean, recently we did Grimes. Grimes, Visions, Ed Sheeran's... Devade. Yes, uh, we did Anoni and the Johnsons. Uh, we did the Pogues. <laughs> and the Pogues. Uh, we did Rum the f- Sodom in the Lash by the Pogues. The Foo Fighters. Yeah, oh, that was a sad one. Uh, we did Idols, uh, yeah. Black Country New Road. Yeah. Um, also, Ants from up here. You would have access to the Edinburgh Fringe Enjoy an Album live show. We've done a live show at Monkey Barrel Comedy Club. We fucking ripped it and shipped it. People are saying that's the People are saying episode. it's one of the best things they've ever seen in their lives, including uh, the, the Godfather. They said it was better than the Godfather. People actually did say that it was the funniest thing they'd seen at the French, and they weren't even fucking worms, never mind ultras. They were yeah. just like, that was really funny. Yeah. like They didn't even like us as people, and they went, you know, that was funny. Yeah. Which yeah. is mental. Yeah. So uh, get on that. You also get ad-free Some experience. Some of my biggest enemies have said that that's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Barack Obama himself was in the audience. <laughs> Um, Chris Rowe, that was, uh, uh, let me be clear. Let me be clear. That was a fantastic live show. Well, let me be clear. I uh, hate you. <laughs> but that's uh, funny. Zane Lowe has watched it twice. Zane Lowe, yeah, he played it on his, he played the whole <laughs> he live dropped episode. It. Yeah. He, he dropped it twice in a row. Just like Barack Obama dropped bombs on mm, let various me be clear. countries. Oh, that was a fantastic live show. Uh, so you also get episodes a day early um, and you get exclusive access Two uh, tickets for live shows when they do Add free sale. experience. You don't have to hear this shite. This shite every goddamn week. And we forget to do a new one every month. So sometimes it's three months of the same advert. Yep. Uh, this has probably gone on long enough. You understand what I'm saying. Become an ultra today. Patreon.com forward slash enjoy an album. Link in bio. Just be sound. And do it. Before we get to Swing When You're Winning by Robbie Williams, I just want to say thank you very much for downloading and listening to this episode of Enjoying Album. Liam Whiffney, we could not make it. His dick and balls have exploded off his body, ricocheted around the room and hit many people. And he's in jail for that terror attack. But I'm here and I'm here to say that I have a replacement guest host, none other than Ben Pope. Is joining me to talk about Robbie Williams' uh, much-hated swing lounge record. They got one out of ten from Drowned in Sound in 2001, but I don't give a fuck about those idiots. It's a good album. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as I'm not usually the guy who does this intro thing, so I'm not good at it. I just want to say, uh, if you're a fan, um, yeah, just share it. Give a good review or something. Um, this is a really funny episode, me and Ben. Uh, you know, Squidward's away, and when Squidward's away, the SpongeBob's will play. Um, so that's coming up. If you are a patron, then you will go straight to the episode. If you're not a patron, there'll be some adverts here from me and a non-dick and balls exploded version of Liam. He will be talking about 
manscaped, probably. <laughs> but um, thank you very much for watching and see you on the other side. I hope you enjoy an album. Hey, are your pubes too hairy? <laughs> Do you need help with that? You're growing too hairlicious, hairsuit. Is there too much uh, of a positive environment for crabs and lice? Too much fuzz on your coos? Uh, when you get undressed in front of someone you wish to have a sexual time with, are you embarrassed by the state of your nether regions? Having an examination done by a doctor and you're <laughs> self-conscious about how hairy your balls and bits are? Us too. What a shame there's no solution for this kind of problem. No, wait, there is. What? Manscaped. Oh my God, what is that? Tell me more. Not manscaping, not manscaper, manscaped. Only a stupid person would have called it that by accident yeah. 10 times in a row. <laughs> yes. Only an idiot. It's the below the belt grooming experience. It's blade, it's not blade free, it's blade full. It's blade full. It's cut free. You won't it's cut, cut free. You won't. I'm literally closing my eyes in the shower in the fucking rain coming down. Um, I, I shower in the rain and I'm just f- not even looking, just... If you do look, there's a little handy torch which uh, highlights where you're about to trim. (laughs) Yes. I've never used the torch. That's cool. Attached to the the lawnmower? Yes. There's a light that comes on that shows you exactly where you're trimming. You can do it in the dark with your eyes closed and you still hit the remark. You can do it dark with your eyes closed in the shower. It's waterproof. You can charge it using USB-C. So you can unplug your phone if you've got a (laughs) USB-C. Plug it straight into your pube trimmer. You're on a train. You're ready to go. You're on a train. (laughs) Please use only use these plug sockets for phones, laptops, and pube trimmers. <laughs> That's why they have that saying. Don't do that. But what you should sometimes do, I go into a coffee shop and I sit near a plug socket and I plug my lawnmower <laughs> in so that I could jump into the bathroom, keep it fresh all times. I never want to see a single hair on my balls, otherwise I cry. Yeah, I've got a cock like a dolphin. Uh, it's grey grey and uh, endangered <laughs> just if you want a funny gift for someone or you it's want it's not funny it's not funny it's, it's fucking useful. serious enjoy an album uh, no what's the code again manscape <laughs> album, album 20. 20 god almighty you get 20% can off can you believe we get paid for this album 20 for a uh, percent off your first purchase uh, and and ongoing purchases, I you think. Can, if you don't have a cock and balls, you can do it on other stuff, but it's mainly made for the cock and balls. It's got the word man in the title, let's be honest. Let's <sighs> not get into that topic, man, you know, but hey, mm. it's good. It's it's good stuff. The pants are good. And the underwear, the anti-chafing material is to die for. Uh, that's album don't 20. Die it, don't die for it. Enjoy. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to some of the greatest albums of all time. Let Robbie entertain with his suave take on American swing classics. (laughs) A bold project starts as such with I Will Talk and Hollywood Will Listen. And his Mr. Bojangles captures the Rat Pack's reverie and mischief. Williams receives help from some starry friends too. Nicole. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nicole. Nicole. Nicole Kidman drops in to exchange sweet nothings for a thoroughly charming something stupid, while Rupert Everett is a revelation on the bluesy <laughs> duet 
they can't take that away from me. <laughs> and here's something that you can't take away from me. My special guest, Ben Pope, Aww. has joined me in the studio. Enjoy an album. Ben, great to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, you gave me a few choices for the album I talk about this week. We have went with Swing When You're Winning by Robbie Williams. Yeah, I'd say probably of the five I gave you, this is the most like uh, accessible to <laughs> literally anyone else. <laughs> they were, the selection was borderline insane. It was like... What get, remained me? Uh, there was like some weird uh, kind of experimental jazz mm -hmm. that was like... Um, I probably put some choral music on there. Yes, yes. Uh, you are a choir master. Well, you I'm, have been a choir master. I wasn't a choir master. I was just like in choirs right. for years and years and years. Well, this Pick is yourself this up. Is, oh, thank you. Thank, oh, thank you. Um, oh, baby. An unofficial um, choir master. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah an, an enthusiastic amateur. No, I. Um, uh, I mean, it's part of the reason I'm quite, quite, I was quite like, intimidated to come on the podcast because my music taste is weird, mm -hmm. and then also like, you know, all the things I like are like classical like i have a very old man like 40 year old man <laughs> what type of old man though because a lot of old men out there you know what i mean you're not like a top gear old man no that's certainly true yeah, yeah you're yeah. like a yes. ale enthusiast old a man, oh yeah maybe, maybe a that. bit of ale enthusiasm yeah, yeah but not like you're not listening to prog rock necessarily no, it's no, more no. like a very kind of cultured old man uh, yeah, yeah. lonely a but cultured old man. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Quietly reading the New Yorker in a corner yes. of like a coffee house. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a nice old man to be. If you're going to be so. a sad old man, it may as well be a good one. That's yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm looking by. forward to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, and I don't know. Like you guys, I listen to the pod a lot. You know, and you guys have a you have like a bank of information. You you guys are very knowledgeable, Whoa. or at least enthusiastic. And we're very enthusiastic. That's for sure. Not uh, knowledgeable. It's also an interesting dynamic as well. I feel like <laughs> it's quite interesting not having Liam here because I feel like Liam is the rudder, perhaps. He would the, be. What, is that, what does a rudder do on a boat? I'm not a real nautical guy. Uh, <laughs> you serious with that shirt? You're not <laughs> this is a bowling shirt. Oh There's never been a bowling shirt offshore. I would love to see you back that up with literally any data. Okay, at maybe all. some cruise ships. If, okay, they now must, I think about the yeah. cruise ship, they have bone I've seen brochures. Yeah. But. <laughs> what a brag. <laughs> actually seen brochures yeah. in real life. Uh, no, Liam's the rudder. He's the like, he steers the, he's the thingy. And you're like a kind of agent of chaos. I'm the sail. You're the sail. Grabbing wind. No, you're like a guy hanging off the back of the boat. <laughs> like. Water. Shitting, pissing, and vomiting <laughs> at once. What a lovely metaphor. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're right. It's kind of uh, SpongeBob and Squidward is what we call it. Mm. I'm SpongeBob, and then you get someone like Roscoe. He's Patrick. Yeah. Um, our mutual friend, Amy Matthews. She's mm. maybe a Sandy the squirrel from Texas who lives underwater for some reason. Oh, that's, yeah. As an English person who lives in Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> I, wear a, I don't know what you would be. Maybe... I've literally never seen the program. You've never so seen Spongebob Squarepants? No, I haven't. You're missing out, brother. Well, yeah. I feel like I'm like 20 years too late to watch it. Do no. You know what I mean? No? No. I you can go back. I can... <laughs> In time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast got really exciting real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like I'm going back in time with the dang lounge music on this record. They'll tell you that much. Wow. What um, an excellent segue. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> what a lack in... <laughs> 
yes. neuro heteronormity <laughs> yeah. uh, make up for and dynamite segues. Beautiful. Uh, normal, this is a kind of unusual one. We haven't had many episodes where we have already done uh, episode on this artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've done two on Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. uh, who you could argue justifies yeah. coming back to. Almost certainly. <laughs> He's quite good at the old music. Um, <laughs> he goes, Marvin, Robbie Williams. That's like a, a lovely little hierarchy, I think, <laughs> right up there. This is this is definitely not on the Rolling Stones. No. 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 None of that was why I really wanted to leave the list, was mm. because they never respected Robbie Williams and Rolling Stone magazine. Wow, I guess. Um, and I don't want to speculate on the politics behind that. But um, <laughs> no, no, this the, the 2001 swing record, mm-hmm. lounge music record, uh, Swing When You Win, and is not on the Rolling Stone magazine's 500 greatest albums of all time list. Should it be? We will get to that. Um, normally so, we do something called Secret Partial, but I'm actually going to, because we've already covered that, I'll give you a brief rundown. Robbie mm-hmm. Williams was born in Stoke-on-Trent above a Red Lion pub that his dad was the landlord of. Um, and then joined Take That, blah, 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 became the greatest pop star in British history. That is history. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I would say. But uh, what is your, why did you pick this? This, I mean, okay, so this this specific album is probably one of the first albums I ever earned. I think possibly the first album I ever When you say owned, do you mean bought? I mean bought, yeah. I mean like- You I, chose it? I think I chose, yeah. Or, well, okay, so Robbie Williams, my mm-hmm. history with Robbie Williams, uh, at the age of about seven, um, I kind of liked and did not know any music. <laughs> I was like a very like, boring, neutral kind of uh, beige child. Uh-huh. And my sister was into like the Spice Girls and all these things. And she loved all these people. And then- How much older than you is your sister? Four years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she had the- A tastemaker. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Leading leading the leading the, the, the battle. Um, heading that, you, you know what that phrase yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, um, and- uh, and I just remember being like, I like nothing. And I, I, I talked to him, I was like talking to my family and I was like, can you tell me someone to like, like a yeah. musician to like? And my sister was like, Robbie Williams, you should like Robbie Williams. So I went out and I bought like two Robbie Williams albums. Yeah. One of which I think was not Sing When You're Winning, but the I'm I'm the one like, after it, the one before. Oh, like, the one with angels. Yeah, yes, possibly. You're yeah. like you're expecting me, or I'm expecting you, or mm-hmm. someone is expecting something. <laughs> expectations, yeah. great expectations by yeah. Robert Williams. <laughs> An incredible novel. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and I. Um, and so I like, I just, I, I, I listen to them and I just, he's obviously, we're very different men. You think so? Robbie Williams and I. Mm, uh, less the differences. <laughs> 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 he's kind of a roguish charmer. Yeah. I'd say you're a roguish charmer to an extent. That's so generous. Yeah. I've said Thank roguish you. about you a few times. Have you? Since you came in here. Okay. We're describing your hair. You were someone, yeah. well, someone was saying that you had hair like a monkey. A little Japanese onsen monkey with a pink face and <laughs> spiky hair. There was a humorous picture they were holding where the monkey was holding a phone. Yeah. Um, and I did think you looked like that, but then you said that the hair that you wanted as a child was mm. Thai from Digimon. Yeah, yeah. And you have that hair? And I think I kind of do have that hair yeah. now. If I, you had goggles this is it. on your forehead. The like the punk goggles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The and honey loops. Uh, B. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Same goggles. Yeah. Same guy. People don't talk about how the Honey Loops, Kellogg's B 
will look like a Digimon trainer. And I think for good reason. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, well seemingly he had the goggles because he's like flying because he's a bee and he's like an aviator and he needs the like, he doesn't want to get insects in his eyes. Sure. But he's a bee. He is a bee. So, What's going on in a bee's eyes? Pollen? I don't is that an issue? Philosophy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it gets to different places sometimes. What is the speck in the eye of a bee? I think there's a Bible verse. What? <laughs> uh, what is the speck in the eye of a bee? Uh, a rich man has about as much chance as a mm-hmm. camel going through the speck in the eye of a bee, I believe is the Beowulf passage. Um, it's good that you believe that. That's good. <laughs> um, I believe that you... So you got two Robbie Williams albums? Yeah, I know. Really smashed the Really cash. went into it. I Why would... do you think your family pushed you towards him? Um, I, think it, I think it was as simple as... Uh, He's a famous male mm-hmm. singer. Because there was a boy in my school called, I won't, I won't put him on blast, I won't say his second name, mm-hmm. Jack, um, in Get Hell Pregnancy, same class as me. And he said to me once, he was worried, they was like, I don't like any music. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, you must like someone. And he went, Robbie Williams. Great. Oh, yeah. no. So this is somebody who you've shared the, Man, that an ordeal and answer with. Was Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black? Unbelievable. Skull rock fame. Yeah. <laughs> this was before. All those uh, tenacious D moments, man, you know, when he was just a class weeching child. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think he is, I mean, he's a very easy guy to get into if if you don't like anything. <laughs> well, he's, he kind of, well, my thing about Robert Williams is that he kind of embodies male British masculinity because he likes a laugh. Mm-hmm. He likes a drink. Yeah. He likes uh, to, you know, talk to ladies and stuff, but there is a deep sadness inside him. Oh, big time. He's, He's one of the most fucked up guys has ever been. Do you think so? Yeah. Have you ever heard the song Feel? Yeah. I just want to feel yeah. real love in the home that I live in. I mean, don't we old, Robbie? But you don't want to be shouting that in the street. No, that, I mean... <laughs> Imagine you were walking down the street and a guy caught you and I just want to feel real love in the home that I live in. And I'd just be like, I haven't got anything. But Sounds I'm racist. So, so I don't have, <laughs> I don't have I'm so, I'm so, it's, It was lovely to meet you. It was I'm great so, to meet I'm you. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I have to catch a train. It's all on debit um, cards these days, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's a cashless society, brother. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a pretty unhinged. I do think that well, my, my, the, the thesis I put forward in the first Robbie Williams episode was that um, Robbie Williams and Gary Barlow are the yin and yang of male British society. Yeah. You know? And to yeah, me, yeah. Robbie is the uh, the yin. Not that obviously yin and yang are balanced in terms of good and evil, but to me, he is a nice guy with a little sprinkle of evil in him, whereas Barlow... Big evil, oh, little yeah, sprinkly yeah. good. Oh, big Tory dude. Big Tory, big wank. shiny evil Tory dildo man. Kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's kill Let's, Gary Barlow. <laughs> I think if we get anything out of this podcast, is that we should kill Gary Barlow. <laughs> Are we going to get in that. trouble for this? I, I never know what's acceptable dude, I've to say. Threatened to kill so many people. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not going to stop anytime soon. <laughs> Oh, cool. So every week we do a segment called uh, Unhinged YouTube Comment of the Week. Yeah, and normally you sing a jingle, I understand. Not for this one. It's just kind of, well, there is a wee jingle. I don't think of it as a jingle. I think of it as a sting. Mm -hmm. The other ones are jingles. This is a sting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where it goes, um, 
unhinged YouTube comment of the week. And how, how, like, how long is it? Do you think before Harry Hill uh, comes <laughs> in and, <laughs> and becomes Harry, quite litigious? If you're um, listening, <laughs> fuck off. All right, you don't own. Oh, you do own. I did come up with that. He did come up with that. Yeah. the copyright yeah. to that. Almost definitely him and ITV in the He's, burp community. The burp, <laughs> the burping community. The burpers. I. <laughs> Uh, I do think um, that I mean, it would be a funny like Harry Hill has like such a brand as well. He could, he'd be so you know brand. You know he's got well, he's bald look. and he's got a big collar. Imagine if he was like outside TM Lure with like a tape measure, <laughs> just being like, it's too big. You gotta you gotta owe us a little. Um, so I'm gonna give you an unhinged YouTube comment, please. Um, this is from a guy called Jonathan Gullickers. <laughs> Three years ago, Jonathan said this. Sorry, what is his name again? Jonathan Gullickers. 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 Can you? Say, I need to know how that's spelled. Get, well, maybe it's Goo Lakers. Like he likes the goo pots that you get in supermarkets. Who doesn't? Who do, but Enough to make it your surname. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Jonathan Goo Lakers. <laughs> um, we all love the goo, John. But. He said three years ago, he said, I remember the time vividly mm-hmm. when Take That broke up and Robbie went about it on his own. My sister was only into the Backstreet Boys back in the day okay. as she was the perfect age for the demographic. Nonetheless, <laughs> no one could ignore the enormous <laughs> superstar Robbie was becoming. So much even that some of us forgot that he was ever in a boy band at all. Whoa. Although... I wasn't a big fan of his work as a pop singer. This performance impressed me so much that I bought the DVD, watched it over and over, amazed by his adequate skill as an entertainer and musical artist. At this time, I knew we were witnessing the best male performer the industry had to offer. Robbie vanished into the background some years after. Figures, I thought... No one can handle that amount of attention <laughs> from crazed, horny women. <laughs> I mean, the guy had the world at his feet and then some. Oh my God. Years passed and I thought Robbie was lying in a ditch somewhere, having succumbed <laughs> to the pressure of being idolized into immortality. <laughs> but then he showed up on Dutch television <laughs> giving a candid interview <laughs> for everyone to see. I like that he talked to us as if we were neighbors. I remember this one thing in particular. He mentioned he shared a story about how he one day looked in his fridge and grabbed a cucumber, holding it up to his girlfriend or friend, manager, wife, whatever, (laughs) and didn't know what it was. What's this green thing? I mean, can you imagine anyone who's well in their 30s asking you what a cucumber is? (laughs) You'd probably think they were having a stroke. Not Robbie, though. No, (laughs) no. Robbie was that big of a star that he didn't need to know what a cucumber was (laughs) until the age of 40. (laughs) Obviously, no one would agree this is a positive sign. On the other hand... (laughs) There are far worse stories to be told from the greatest artist the world has ever seen. Up until now, I think Robbie's life is way more than an inspiration. Him being him is something we can all learn from. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? That's one of the most unhinged YouTube comments <laughs> I've ever seen. And that is from, a, uh, I think, from uh, something stupid. 
that's that, that, wow. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah. That man had too much goo, man. Yeah, too much goo. I, you, can I say you delivered that beautifully? Thank you very much. I'm trying to get into not voice acting, but mm. some kind of uh, um, acting, maybe. Think <laughs> of <laughs> becoming an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I really don't think I'd be good at it. But I'd love to read them. Um, adverts or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe a a reader. Can you just read? I don't think I'm good with my face necessarily. Well, but you can do like, you can do, well, that's voice acting, voice isn't acting. it? Doing like, it could be a cartoon. Know, welcome back to. Welcome back to. See? Enjoy an album. Oh, with me, oh. Christopher MacArthur Boyd. I think maybe I'll get a bit too mellifluous, so, you know. That's true. But you do have, you got the depth, you know. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's like a, oh. This, this is great. Tiramisu. Liam, if you're listening, this is how you speak to someone. <laughs> nice. Okay, you accuse them of being someone pissing shit and vomiting off a ship as oh. opposed to a rudder. But you, in fairness, you said I that. I said all that stuff. Yeah. That's me being unfair. It does actually. not sound like something I would say. No. And we also have, you know, we have evidence now. That we do have evidence that. that it was me who said that, yeah. Anyway. Can we talk about this cucumber? Well, he didn't know what one was. What, but what, so what is the, con is this on the DVD? This is on Dutch television. Oh, he's on Dutch television. Right. And he's talking about this. And Jonathan Gulake is sitting at home, presumably in Holland, and he's watching TV. Oh, it's a very, yeah, it's yeah, a Dutch yeah, name yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes oh, sense. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. xenophobic of us to uh, assume that Gulake is, is a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Holland soon. I can't wait to tell them all that Gulakers is dumb. Queuing up at the airport yeah. to, 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 to kick just, my head in. Yeah, protesting. <laughs> With their clogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking wooden shoed idiots. Man, you're in trouble. Those things are... That's They're gonna, lethal. It's gonna They're going to tie me to a windmill and fucking watch me spin <laughs> in slow motion. Pissing and shitting. <laughs> and just... <laughs> Imagine being having such a long piss in your bladder that someone could be tied to a windmill and you could get them more than once or twice. I will imagine. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you could piss on the face, then tighten up your sphincter, keep the pee in, wait for a revolution, yeah. get it back out again. But apparently that's quite bad for you. Um, <laughs> which which bit? The being tied to a water? <laughs> no, the, a the, water. The, the, the holding pee in when holding, you're like being starting to stop your pee is apparently is pretty bad for your old uh, prostate. Okay. I just made that up. But um, <laughs> this, what do you think? Do you, do you remember when I was like, you're in Agents of Chaos? This is a prime example. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting I mean? to see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, honestly, this is one of the most chaotic records I've ever listened to in my life. Yeah. What an absolute, as far as, as far as you start in your musical journey mm. with this. Yeah, I know. You're a bit of a jazz man now. Do you think that this is where your jazz love affair started? Uh, insanely, I think it is, which is great because it is, it is, it, it is not, it's not even really a swing up. Like there are some good swing numbers on this and like the orchestrations are great and really lush and beautiful and all mm. the rest of it. But there's also like, I mean, you talked on the last podcast, like he's like essentially like a guy who loves musical theater. Like yeah. there's, there's just loads of like musical theater numbers. There's just like some... Just fun shit. To be honest, this album is like him, presumably like at the height of his powers, is being like, yeah. I kind of want to do karaoke. <laughs> and I'm going to get up. So here's my theory based on something. I found this uh, little revealing tick. I think it was in the the BBC, mm. uh, the official, the British Broadcasting Center. Uh, is that what BBC says? I think corporate. Okay. Okay. The. British yeah. Broadcasting uh -huh. 
Corporation Beautiful. said, yeah. <laughs> we can delete the time I said that it was something else. The British Broadcasting Corporation, mm-hmm. the BBC, as they're known, based in London. Mm. They have um, branches in Glasgow and Media City and Salford, Manchester. But they <laughs> done a review of this and they said this. They said, unveiled at perhaps the peak of his chest puffed braggadocio Ooh. a few months after it's released. He were really fucking tuned. The ham in the mouths here. <laughs> a few months after his release, he would sign an eighty pound million deal, eighty million pound deal with EMI. Swing when you're winning is the kind of record Williams had always dreamed of making, which makes me think it wasn't the kind of record he'd always dreamed. It was clear that his old record label he owed them one last album, uh, and he could either <laughs> sit and write a record, okay. or he could go. Remember when I done a song called an album called Sing When You're Winning? I'm going to do. Swing when you're winning. I'm going to take the piss. I'm going to go to Christmas number one anyway, because who's going to fucking stop me? Mm-hmm. I'm Robbie fucking Williams. Mm. But I think this is kind of like uh, Neil Young done a similar thing where he had a record deal and he had one album left and he just done an album of like computer music and they were like, Neil, <laughs> this isn't, come on. And he was like, what are you on? Bye. Didn't say that you were going to get fucking, you know, Harvest. You know, yeah. you get computer love or whatever. Neil Young did for one record where he pretended to be a robot. And, <laughs> That's um, awesome. So this is the kind of, this is the equivalent, I think, of Neil Young pretending to be mm. an automaton. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does sound like that. Oh, we bet. <laughs> it's really... Um... I honestly think it's one of the maddest fucking things I've ever had in my life, this album. Mm-hmm. I remember I was a huge... Um, Oh, one thing I want to say is, I remember, I, was, I, I loved to read when I was a wee boy. Mm-hmm. You can probably see my collection of music books that I, I just bought. I just like buying books. And you're a book boy. I'm a big book boy. I love that you've like, just casually, this is just how they are in your house. That's just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. lined up, just piled real, <laughs> just, just lackadaisically, just like, oh, yeah, just. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I have um, the, the the drummer from the Talking Heads autobiography just behind me sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Hovering behind yeah, you all the time. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm a big book boy, but I remember reading all my books. Mm. I was a kind of voracious reader. To the point where it upset my mum, you know, she would kind of buy me a book and I'd just read it in a day and she'd yeah. go, well, that was a waste of money. Wow. Um, She's like the parents in Matilda. <laughs> you watch the goddamn TV for God's sake. No, she was like, read, but like, don't read that fast. You know, it's like she had a very similar approach to biscuits. Oh. Sometimes she would she would buy me uh, bad biscuits deliberately because the good biscuits would get ate too quick. Wow. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? Surely you won't. Anyway, we won't get into that. She's a good woman. I But I remember I ran out of books mm. and then I found my dad's Rat Pack book about oh. the Rat Pack, about Dino, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you forgot his name? I forgot his name. Frank. <laughs> Some Frankie. Someone. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie. Um, <laughs> I read Frank Sinatra's autobiography when I was like 13 and wow. you shouldn't be reading that. I mean, I guess you start <laughs> having pubes when you're 13 or whatever, or earlier, or later. It's normal. It's that. It's in that order. So it's, it's pubes, <laughs> understanding of who Frank Sinatra is. That, that is. That's adolescent. That's like when you come online, there's like a gland in your body that releases 
the Frank Sinatra <laughs> hormone. Yes. And you're like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. Oh, the mafia. Yeah, okay. The mafia yeah. in Las Vegas. Mm. And it was literally all about stuff like that. And I remember my teacher in school being like, why are you reading this? You were reading Lemony Snicket a week ago. <laughs> now you're reading about the five families yeah. uh, starting up. A series of much more unfortunate things. <laughs> Honestly, Frank Sinatra had a fucked up life. Um, yeah. I met someone who opened for Frank Sinatra. I met Arnold. What's in the group? A, no. B, I don't think Arnie opened for. Can you imagine? Frank that would be great. What would that he would do? Be like a beautiful. Hey! <laughs> Please do that again. Hey! Jürgen and whatever it is. Yeah, Jürgen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't matter that I met someone who met Frank Sinatra. But um, I loved Frank Sinatra when I was a wee boy. So this is like, I like this type of stuff. Mm. I like mm. lounge music, rat pack shit. Smooth. And smooth lounge beats. But <laughs> I think like, um, what was I going to say? Something to do with like, is it just the this version of it is kind of... Uh, I remember my mom driving me around. No, she wasn't driving me. She was driving somewhere. I was in the car. Just saying, stop eating those stop. fucking biscuits. Stop eating those biscuits. Or I'll leave biscuits. you by the side of the road. <laughs> You're eating me out of house and home. That book has to last you until the end of this car journey. <laughs> stop eating the books. <laughs> <laughs> just because you've run out of bourbon biscuits. Um, <laughs> the dark custard cream. And... Um, <laughs> Wow, that was a real look into your psyche there. <laughs> you just broke a little bit. It was me, like the dark custard cream. <laughs> to me, bourbon biscuits and custard creams are the yin and yang of British society. <laughs> there, there is nothing that you cannot express through the medium of yin and yang. Life is all about balance. <laughs> and um, Liam and Chris are the yin and yang. <laughs> SpongeBob and Squidward are very much the yin and yang of Bikini Bottom. I do believe that. And I remember... That's the central conflict of the show, I guess. (laughs) Anyway. SpongeBob, no. Mr. Bojangles came Mm. on the radio. I think my mum must have had this CD. Mm. Because they're not playing Mr. Bojangles on the radio. Not, yeah. Yeah. What do you you feel about Robbie's interpretation of Mr. Bojangles? I actually, I mean, because when I first heard it, I'd never heard another version of Mr. Bojangles. You hadn't heard Nina Simone or Sammy Davis Jr. Two black people. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You'd only heard them. (laughs) Yeah. I found it incredibly moving. Yeah. As a, as, <laughs> as a small boy. Yeah, you're like, oh my, oh, maybe he won't come back and dance. Like, you're like, you, you, so it's so sad. And he does, you know, if you don't know any of the other versions or history of that song, he does a good job. I guess, like, if, you have, if you're completely ignorant, I it's think, a great version. Yeah, if you're ignorant <laughs> and a child and you don't know that you shouldn't put on that voice. Yeah. He does it, but he goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Miserable jungles. Oh. He puts like a, mm. uh, a voice on. There's a lot of like Satchmo-esque attempts <laughs> on this, on this album. Yeah. There's a lot of like, <laughs> and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> uh, oh God, guys. That's not one of my favorite songs. He does do a good yeah. version of it and it is quite touching, especially when you are a bit of a turn, you know. And you're like, oh shit, man, you know, mm. one day I'll be going, oh, I used to open for David Cross <laughs> Which you did yesterday. Oh, for David Cross yesterday? Yeah. Absolutely. Are we allowed to talk about that on the pod? Yeah. yeah that's so um, cool. That's mental. Yeah. Tobias Funke. Yeah. And um, you. <laughs> so well, somebody told me that he 
wasn't going to be there to watch my set. And, you know, I was a bit yeah. like that. So <laughs> when I was on stage, I said, hey, shout out to David Cross. Mm. <laughs> he voiced one of the characters from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, it was a terrible mission, but he'd had a good performance. Let's not hold that against him. And, uh, you know, I was trying to be a wee bit cheeky because he wasn't listening. But then someone showed me a picture of him watching me from the back. And I was like, oh, he saw most, he saw everything I said. But surely he would have loved that. You'd hope. I can only hope. <laughs> you met him, right? Yeah, he was sweet. We were talking about the WGA strikes in America. Yeah. And I mistakenly said that Cameron Diaz was a scab. Oh. And he said, do you mean Drew Barrymore? And I said, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was just putting fucking Cameron Diaz on blast yeah. for, um, for for not being a good uh, socialist. <laughs> <laughs> she is mentioned in this album. She fucking is as well, yeah. yeah. Not to, not to. I will talk and Hollywood will listen. Yeah. What do you think of that one? It's. <laughs> is that an original? I. Uh, this is the thing. I think it may well be. Yeah. Um. And it's very like it's in the style of an old lounge rap yeah, pack song, yeah. but it seems as if he's genuinely saying, "This is my big chance yeah. to get in with the Hollywood schmoozes." Mm-hmm. It's also a very. It's a very like. I mean, Cameron's is a great example. Mm-hmm. It's a very like. The references in it are of a time. <laughs> the first line is like, Kevin Spacey would call on the phone and I'd be too busy, which is hilarious because it's like, if you were friends with Kevin Spacey now and he rang you up, that is what you would say. <laughs> You'd be yep. like, oh, Kevin. Oh, sorry, Kev. Oh, man. I'm actually really washing my hair for the next 300 years. <laughs> Kev. You are a <laughs> sexual criminal. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first one That's as like well. the first 10. That, I mean, we were talking about how it's an insane record. The first 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey phones me up and you're like, wow. Ooh. Do you know what really got stung by Kevin Spacey? Obviously all those boys, but... Um, <laughs> you thought that was a sting and not a jingle. <laughs> He was doing a bit of jingling. Um, he was... Ooh, that's Kevin Spacey coming down to kick my head in with those Dutch fucks. Coming down the Make chimney. Make enemies all over the place, we, man. This is a very dangerous episode. We're a dangerous podcast. Um, Kev, uh, Kev Spacey. <laughs> Baby Driver really got fucked over by Kevin Spacey, didn't it? Yeah. And also Ansel Elgort. The, Ansel Elgort? The, I think that's his name. Yeah. The main yeah. guy in it. Who, who was, became... Um, Han Solo? Han, no, no, different guy. Oh, maybe different. that is answer. Oh, God. But whoever the guy is in Baby Driver, mm-hmm. who's also in like uh, West Side Story. Yeah. He also was like courting underage ladies. Is he? Yeah, was. What was going on in that set? I know. John Ham must have been like, fucking hell, guys. <laughs> right in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know it's kind of a boring film, but come on, you don't have to be doing all that I to keep yourself entertained. It. No, I liked it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just, um... Do you know that I've got a real, I really want to meet Edgar, right? Yeah. To say to him, this will be a weird thing to say to him, mm-hmm. but I want to go up to Edgar, right? And I want to say, hey, man, there's a bit near the start of <laughs> Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a funny thing. This is just something I really hold close to my chest. There's a bit near the start of Baby Driver where you explain like his origin story. And one of the first impressive things that he does is he escapes the cops on Spaghetti Junction. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be like, oh, and you just you imagine, oh, what would that be like? 
you know, skidding over like motorways and they're real complicated motorways and he's just skidding all over the place, evading or oh, and then when John Ham, spoiler alert, confronts Baby Driver mm. uh, near the end of it, Baby, uh, it shows you a shot from above of Spaghetti Junction and you're like, fucking yes, we're about to see what he meant by that. And mm. then they just have a kind of car fight in a car park and I want to meet Edgar Wright and say, was there ever a version of the script where yeah. you, you, you had like a spaghetti off? Yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, sorry. No, no, you're really, totally right. The really ending boring. of that film is literally just them running the cars at each other, isn't it? So shite. Yeah. They've been dancing in cars the whole fucking film and now they're fighting. Less impressive. Unbelievable. Come on, Edgar Wright, get your fucking head in the game. And maybe look into the backgrounds of your stars before literally you hire them. All of your stars. Literally all of them. <laughs> except Simon Pegg, who's mm. probably fine, other than the shite Scottish accent he puts on sometimes. Yeah. Horrendous. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, I honestly find... What's your favourite song on this album? Um, th- there's a couple of, of ones I, I, I like. Um, what I love, and I don't know if it, they're necessarily good, mm-hmm. but I love all the ones he with like his weird random selection of guests. Mental. An insane selection of guests. An insane bunch. I'm talking Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. I'm talking... John Lovitz. SNL's John Lovitz. SNL's John Lovitz. From the movie Rat Race. From the movie Rat Race. <laughs> with Ron Atkinson as a narcoleptic man. Yeah. Um, what, what, how, I, every time I hear this song, I'm like, how did Robbie Williams know John Lovitz? Like, how did they meet? How did that go? Because also there is a version of this, because like, you know the, the Dutch guy mentioned the DVD. <laughs> I think there is like a big performance yes. gala that they did. And like, he comes out? John Lovitz comes John out. Lovitz so on YouTube, comes out. and they have that might no... be what that comments from. Oh, okay. I hope not, because well, it seemed to change Dulaker's life. <laughs> you can't have fucking John Lovitz's gala performance as the life changing moment. It's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, Dulaker get a grip. But just, I they have no chemistry, the two. No, of them. and it's like. So just a series of agents were like, we need... Also, it's like, what, is John Lovitz famous for singing? Well, here's the thing. I don't think anybody in John Lovitz's life would be like, you need to work with Robbie Williams. (laughs) Do you know the British pop star who hasn't made it over here? And I don't think anybody in Robbie's life would be like, you need to work with John Lovitz. This guy guest starred in um, Friends (laughs) once. (laughs) Or... (laughs) He was the horny guy at the start of Little Nicky with Adam Sandler. Oh my God, yeah. Who he pretends to be a bird in the tree. He's spying on a woman and then he falls out the tree, lands on his neck and goes to hell where Little Nicky is obviously the son of the devil. We all know that. (laughs) Do you think they met at a party and did coke and then just decided to do this immediately and then probably recorded it in the bathroom that they were doing coke in as they were doing coke? Now now you say it, it... The whole album has a very like <laughs> cocaine decisions. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. I mean, look at that. If that, you if that said cocaine decisions on the album cover instead of swinging you winning, you'd go yes. <laughs> that isn't lens flare on the thing. That's just powdered cocaine in the air. <laughs> it's just a kind of the way dust settles in an old museum. Yeah, that's the way cocaine. <laughs> Was just moving around his aura back yeah. then, you know, around his genital vape. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Also, that song that they do together, Well Did You Ever, is like, a, uh, we're incredibly inebriated, like, 
at a party. That's like the whole vibe of the song. Right. And it's all nonsense. So I guess it would kind of make sense. Very true to, very authentic way of, uh, of uh, this is me being the most, as generous <laughs> as possible for what is a really stupid, weird song <laughs> with two random people. It's just so strange. And that's it's from like, like a musical, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really a big swing number, really. It's such a grab bag of insane decisions. Do you know who else was on it other than Nicole Kidman and John Lovitz? Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. Again, what's going on there? That sort of makes more sense. Who is Rupert Everett? Uh, He is... uh, He's an actor, Mm -hmm. but he's in like The Importance of Being Earnest. (laughs) He's in one of those rom-coms with Julia Roberts in it, I think. You'd really recognize his face. Let's see. He's in like a movie. Okay. Yeah, what's that? Now he's old. But back in the day... Oh, okay. And he's like an advocate for like, uh, uh, like LGBT. Is he? Sort of, yeah. Good on like, him. I'm not going to slag him. No, he's I mean, gay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> good ethics on this podcast. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a, still, it's a weird, well, we can talk about this, I guess, mm-hmm. is that the same with saying when you're winning, there's a lot of like, a lot of like, uh, what we might call queer baiting on the, you think uh, so you know there's a lot of like oh i'm gay but am i oh that's a like, that's a robbie trope you know, that that's is, not just on this record that's all the way through he's like oh you know, you know? but it's because he's a kind of i mean he's a red coat you know he's a butlins man his yeah. dad was a stand-up comedian right who was like a kind of he would go town to town do the butlins and do all these places pontons and um I remember I listened to the Sing When You're Winning episode mm-hmm. of this podcast and you yeah. do an exquisite impression <laughs> of his dad doing... Blooming hell. <laughs> yeah, here it is again. <laughs> a man and a woman getting married. <laughs> and uh, the man's got very smelly feet <laughs> and the woman's got very smelly breath. Now you can imagine what happens next. <laughs> I still, I couldn't remember then what happened next and now I really can't remember. <laughs> but I think they both... I find distaste in each other's smells. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I can't remember what the joke is, but it's very funny. Maybe that is the the kernel, <laughs> the seed of uh, Robbie's latent to homosexuality. To me, a man with very smelly breath mm. and a woman with very smelly feet, mm-hmm. that is the yin and yang of Robbie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, I can't believe take. you caught me <laughs> with that. I didn't know what was coming, and oh god damn it! Um, yeah, yeah. If you keep doing it, you're like a monkey at a typewriter. <laughs> you will hit something <laughs> vaguely wise. I will get a real wise hot take that people are like. Wow, this guy's so smart. <laughs> Do you know how smart this guy is? He's really smart. Uh, That's all I want people to say about me. <laughs> um, I don't. Think another so. guest on this record. Yes. None other than. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He wasn't alive. No, he was not they alive. They took his very similar to what happens in Star Wars. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. This is you, a. What have you have you noticed that in Star Wars films recently they would just take a man who's dead, <laughs> an old man who died ages ago. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing is he Grand Moff Tarkin? He is indeed. Yeah. They put him back in it. Yeah. He died fucking ages. ago. And I feel like the Cushing family were like, <laughs> um, I don't know if this is. Oh okay. yeah, I don't. Know. Oh, I, can't, they, I can't remember. They must have made a call. Yeah, they must have said, yeah, okay. How that. much do we get for our granddad to yeah. have his, you know, cybernetic plasticine face <laughs> injected into this film? A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Well then. <laughs> well, 
podge them up. So, you know, make isn't, them. Isn't that gutting? Like, if you were like, oh, my granddad's dead <laughs> and we couldn't afford to, like, get a hologram of him at the funeral. But then Disney come along, like, yeah, we'll make a hologram of him, but he has to speak our terrible dialogue. To, <laughs> he has to be like, as a tree. coming, whatever. <laughs> That's a dreadful impression. The coming. <laughs> the better, yeah, fine. <laughs> I was doing an impersonation of your impersonation because oh, it was so bad. Weird. We as also, well, he's not a Sith, he's just an uh, imperial. Um, but, <laughs> so you're right, the Sith could come. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> um, um, there is a difference between the Empire and the Sith, but we won't get into that necessarily until next week. The church and state. Perhaps. <laughs> you can't keep them separated. Yeah. Um, it's like gremlins and food after midnight. You gotta keep them separated, <laughs> man, you know? Um, but I, do, I, I think it's very strange when like you watch but they're doing it to a live cunts now because mm. like uh, in the new Star Wars thing Luke Skywalker's there yeah. and what they've done is they've found a young man who looks exactly like Mark Hamill mm-hmm. and they've put weird it doesn't matter but they've done absolutely insane shit recently yeah. but they've done it Robbie's cushinged mm. Frank Sinatra for this yeah where they've took the song. It was a very good year. I was 17. <laughs> I slept with a woman upstairs. It was class. <laughs> then I was 35. It was a very good year. I slept with more age-appropriate women. And it's a great song. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's my interpretation. So gorgeous. Um, I, I was 93. <laughs> it was a very good year. I forgot that my wife ever lived. <laughs> um, so what were you saying? Oh, no, I was going to say, I just think it's funny because he's not really 93 by the end. He's like 60 yeah. or something. And they're like, oh, we're reaching the end of the oh, line. Yeah. It's like, well, he's only 60. It was a different time, wasn't it? It was. A and honestly, maybe we should go back to those days. But listen. Okay. <laughs> this is where we pivot onto being quite a right wing. <laughs> say it's a left-wing view to uh, want to kill old people uh, oh right okay yeah yeah <laughs> you can, sorry i did not follow the line of logic there at who all who do you think i want to kill <laughs> obviously <laughs> many people <laughs> for many different reasons <laughs> oh god i'm so worried when liam sees this <laughs> oh bloody how i thought ben's gonna be a good influence oh no and it's just devolved into like who do you think i want to kill mark hamill no i um, want to kill old people um moving on what a, what an album cover every 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 week we uh, review the album cover mm. we go and the, the the theme tune goes um we take a look at the album art and we decide if it is good or fart that says dream sleeves oh wow see what i've done there that was gorgeous you Thank really you should so go into voice acting i want to yeah but people say my voice is annoying and bad but this is, and apparently that's not good for the voice acting. So let's kind of crucial. Element. We're going to look at this. Mm-hmm. What, do, what, what do you think of this? Is 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 this the album cover that you had on the CD? I think it is. Were? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty rude. One, I mean, I like the uh, I like you know Robbie's got his his hair they sweeped over old style. He's looking pretty fifties. Side parting. Yeah. Ties undone. That's yeah. always a good look, isn't very, it? Very, very uh, end of work. a wedding. End of the wedding yeah. or at work. Or at work. 
You know what they say at the end of a wedding? You're at work. Oh, I thought you um, wanted to say, you know what they say about the end of the wedding? End of the wedding and being at work at the yin and yang of wearing a tie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. So great to do a podcast with someone who gets me. Uh, <laughs> Oh you hear that, Liam? You freak. Oh my god. Um, you're out. Uh, <laughs> I love it because it's just mm. such a hark back to, you know, I bet he wanted this pressed on vinyl. Oh, yeah. Look at this. This is like an old mm. Andy Williams album. And I love an old album is when they just list the track listing on the front. Because, mm. you know, when you're flipping through a, a records in a record shop, in the 70s or 60s and you're just you're not looking at the back of stuff you're like bing 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 and you just go through and you'll be like oh it's got uh have you met miss jones have you met miss jones finally, <laughs> finally I've been looking- well did you ever feature in john lovitz oh. can be added to my record collection um, <laughs> john lovitz <laughs> i know it's crazy what was he doing <laughs> Anyway. You, you and HMV looking in the L bits, being like, come on, Lovitz, come just on. something, just something. Please. Yeah. I always got John Lovitz and Harmar Superstar confused. I don't know if you remember him. Remember nope. him? No, no, I don't know who that is. Had a song about himself where we go, H-A-R-M-A-R, Superstar, over and over again. And he okay. looked a wee bit like John Lovitz. But anyway, um, I think it's a really nice album cover. I love the font. Mm. It's so old school. It is. Um, nice 50s mic as well Nice 50s mic We should get some of them for the pod It's very classy Yeah I just think he's I think he's done a great job He's it done a great job looks, What's sad is that As you say like He wanted it for a vinyl But this is like The rare <laughs> moment in history When this came out Where you probably Just couldn't get a vinyl 2001 wasn't good for vinyl You know No This like, was a CD Perfect time for vinyl now mm-hmm. Great time for vinyl In yeah. the 90s Well no not the 90s The 80s Whatever Yeah And now Nothing now people love vinyl, but nobody cares about John Lovitz and are frankly against Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the real tragedy yep. oh, of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I, well, I honestly, I actually felt some stuff listening to this this week. Something stupid featuring Nicole Kidman. And I wouldn't normally rate Nicole Kidman as a singer, necessarily. No, 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 no. Wouldn't see her as a singer. Mm-hmm. But my God. Oh, oh that yeah, kind of yeah, Spanish, Spanish guitar, yeah, arpeggiated. Mm-hmm. It is very, it's smooth. It's very smooth. It's, and also I would say with that one, that's a good one where like as a child listening to this, I was like, boo, boring, give me the big like trombone thingies uh-huh. again. Um, I want the big swing burr numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I was like, oh, boring. And then the older you get, the more that you're like, he fucked up by saying I love you. <sighs> oh, 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 oh. We've all been there, brother. You know? <laughs> We've all been there. Ah. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I, I love you. But it is. It's very like, yeah, oof. Mm. I couldn't handle Bojangles as a child. I didn't really understand <laughs> the Bojangles character. <laughs> I still yeah. don't really know what Bo Robbie was going for. <laughs> yeah, it's, he was uh, comparing himself to Black America, but not a that's his issue. Whereas I think I've always loved something stupid. That's a nice one. Um, it'd be cool if he was like, and then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like. <laughs> <laughs> 
something like genuinely stupid yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like uh, <laughs> just like the girl from Ipanema, like being like tall and tan and young and lovely. The girl from Ipanema goes walking in it. She passes each one. She passes goes. Just absolute nonsense. <laughs> something stupid like I love Kevin Spacey. I like, love oh. Kevin Spacey's not oh. work but personal decisions. <laughs> as a, a terrible actor, but, a a, but an excellent criminal. man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a hero for the Remember ages. Remember that time when Kevin Spacey done an in-character rebuttal to the accusations? Oh, and it was as the House of Cards guy, and he's like, "You're falling right into my trap, aren't oh, you?" Oh God, yeah. accusing me on Twitter of. Sexing boys <laughs> or whatever he was saying. <laughs> Kevin, enough. Yeah, it was really. That <laughs> just, was that, if you're watching that period of like online presence where like people just couldn't not say things. People just couldn't not do it, and they were just you just. It's so easy just to shut up. It's like you don't have to oh. do an in character rebuttal oh. to the sexual assault accusations that have been made to you as your oh. kind of popular um what was that an amazon prime exclusive yeah, yeah, at yeah, hbo yeah. hbo i don't know what he was really working who he's working for you could hear his pr team in the back room just like clawing their eyes out <laughs> just going oh. kev tell you what i'm clawing my eyes out yeah uh <laughs> dynamite segue <laughs> tell you why i'm not clawing my eyes out yeah beyond the sea listed not as a special track not as a bonus track but actually on the front cover mm-hmm. and i know we've spoke about films a couple of times so far on this but beyond the sea mm-hmm. as we both know yeah. from the finding nemo soundtrack a glorious end to that, to that what an incredible thing to do yeah <laughs> I think it's so good. I, uh, I mean, again, not a swing number, really, I don't think. No, but it's a Frank Sinatra type thing, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's a it rap is. pack yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I suppose, yes, maybe it is. But like, yeah, having it. Um, yeah, I remember going to see Finding Nemo and the thing, and I'd already listened to the album. <laughs> You'd the, already listened to the Find the Nemo album? No, to no the, 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 the swing album. when you're in an album. And yeah. then it came on, and I was like, <gasps> Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> the only singer I like? Yeah. <laughs> My the singer of my family told the, me to like the only ten songs, ten songs I know, and one of them is on this. <laughs> what? <laughs> what were the chances? Oh man, yeah. Um, I remember watching me and my dad went on a trip to London when I was a boy, and we watched Finding Nemo on the pay per view TV. My dad splurged wow. on the paid for. They didn't have cinemas in Glasgow at that time. <laughs> we had to get the train to London. Okay. I had to get a flight to London. And then you weren't even allowed in the cinema. You had to watch it in a hotel room <laughs> with your dad. <laughs> you know, but Glasgow's came on a lot. Mm. And um, <laughs> that was the best we could do in 2001. <laughs> um, it was a dark time for the country, but I'll tell you what, mm. I do remember just being like, is that Michael Bublé? Who is that? And then realising... This, and I remember watching Finding Nemo the first time and, and really being like blown away. Because oh, I was a big Toy Story guy. Uh, I was a big Bugs Life guy. Yeah. What's coming out next? Monsters Inc. What's coming out after that? No, wait. What came out first? Finding Nemo or Monsters Inc.? I would Monsters say. Monsters Inc., I think. You think yeah, so? Yeah, and then Finding Nemo. I can't remember the exact order, but I'll tell you what. They all blew me away. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that is oh incredible run of films. Also, like, I remember being in the cinema, I remember seeing Finding Nemo and just being like, 
even at that age, you know, when you like, you don't know anything about like <laughs> yeah. how movies are made, but I was still like, it looks like real water. I was like, do have they done it? Yeah, ha- yeah. That is a miracle. They've obviously filmed real water and then crazy put fish in it. But that isn't even what they did. They made that up <laughs> on a computer. And yet now, instead of just invent an old man, they'll resurrect Cushing. Yeah. Against gone, his family's wishes. It's gone wishes. too far, man. It's gone too it's far. It's gone too far. But we, in the good old days, <laughs> when we were boys, <laughs> that was when it was at the right. Yeah. they done it right. Sitting in that hotel, looking at that big movie <laughs> TV. I'm in the Hilton <laughs> in London. My dad took me to Hamley's. Oh, I've bought a four pack of Spider-Man action figures. Okay. One of them's broke already. My dad's not happy. I'll tell you what. Put Finding Nemo on. <laughs> Beautiful story about two men who went on an adventure themselves. Wait, Finding Nemo? The, the two fish. The fish, okay. <laughs> men in inverted yeah, commas. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. aren't we all men in inverted commas in some sense? Isn't Robbie just a man in inverted commas? That's wiser than all of the yin <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Finally. <laughs> finally. I said something wise. <laughs> it's taken how many episodes of this podcast? And we finally, finally said something that means something. Aren't we all wow. men? And in inverted commas. Oh, beautiful. So my, we need that on a tattoo. That's my next fringe show is going to be called. <laughs> men. Oh, that! Oh, oh, oh that would be oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. That, the vibes that has is someone kill worst. me before I can do that, please. <laughs> I, is that the first person on your list of who <laughs> you want to kill? Me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 How we doing for time, Ian? Fifty-four. Oh, great, glorious. Okay, so listen to this. Two guys, we will tattoo. We're gonna Google him a surgeon and we'll choose if it's tattoo. A tattoo, boo-hoo. We're judging the ink, that's what we do. Full sleeve, a face, that's big skull, a wing, batch, pick the designs, it batters is fine. A dragon or a skull, potential, so do you cannot hide, and we will decide if it's tattoo, boo-hoo, or tattoo, boo-hoo. Yeah, let's get the tattoos. How did you feel about that? Was um, that a lot? Oh, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're like halfway through, and I'm like, I'm not sure what to do with my face. This sure. is it's taking a while. Um, it was. I'm assuming that's a swing version. It was a swing version of yeah. the yeah. But I see where Robbie. He was like, oh, some of this isn't swing. You feel that way as well. And man, sometimes you're halfway through a swing number, and you're like. I don't know if this is swing or not, but yeah. you got to write it out. Hey, and you did. And you got to unloosen your tie like it's work or a wedding. Or work or work. The end of a wedding. Which and can be work. Which can be work sometimes. Let's, if you're a working catering, let's get some tattoos up. Oh. So this, what do you think this is? Uh, Obviously it's very pixelated. It's looking like either wings or like a bird. Oh, what is that? This is Morecambe and Wise's silhouettes oh tattooed. Oh, okay. Bobby okay. Williams's flesh. What? He has, within this last, so he has over 30 tattoos. Yeah. And every week we review tattoos, tattoo woohoo, tattoo boohoo. Uh, and so I got like five last time. This is three of the best Robbie Williams tattoos I could find Whoa. that we didn't cover last time. He has Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett's glasses tattooed on his neck. I remember That's this. mental. Yeah. He also has Morecambe and Wise <laughs> tattooed. Really, like a Rorschach painting almost. And I feel like if you do look at a Rorschach painting and go, that's 
Eric Markham and Eric Weiss, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you will be incarcerated against <laughs> your wishes in a sanitarium. <laughs> yeah, that's as unhinged. If you're in, um, you know, your therapist office and, and you say that you will be caged. <laughs> Do you think this is a woohoo or a boohoo? What are you oh, going at? Um, I, 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 I your eyes to, say boohoo. It's got to have to be a boohoo because it's like, well, for starters, as you say, it's got a Rorschach element to it. <laughs> yes. It looks like weirdly, like from my angle, certainly like like the Slender Man's fingers. <laughs> it's got a real kind of like, they're long kind of talony. It looks like a Slender Man tried to do like a, a puppet. Like oh, a yeah. shadow puppet. Horrid. Yeah. Absolutely cursed. Slender Man shadow puppet isn't the vibe you want from your tribute to a beloved British yeah. bubble. <laughs> Particularly when it's meant, more, like it's meant to be more common. Like it's meant to be more common. meant to be more common wise. Well, so he, he just <laughs> loves classic comedy, does he? Well, his dad, well, his dad was a, a, a stand-up oh, yeah. turn, you know, so. Yeah, he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. Yeah. Let me entertain you, as yeah. they say. Yeah, as he said. As he, as he once said. He, yeah. Many times. <laughs> yeah. As he once said many times. So I'm going to give it a woohoo because it's mental. <laughs> Imagine you met an old man in a pub and he went, I'm walking with wife's tattoo. You yeah. go, okay. Hey. Let's be friends. You've got a backstory. <laughs> you've got a story of your time at the end of the pier. Oh. Uh, so let's get the next one. Okay. So as a tramp stamp. No. Robbie Williams has no. the all you need is love musical notations with the room. What's this called? Uh, a clef? Uh, yeah, a treble clef. And then I said Romana clef, but that's... Mm. Is that what it's called? I don't know. That's a type it? of book, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Romana clef. Yeah, no, that's a treble no, clef. Wait. Well, it's the word clef there is like a key. Right? Yeah. So, so that's the same it's... thing, but yes, yeah. It's in 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes G, A, 7, suspended 4th. <laughs> and then I think D minor at the end there. Lovely. Or D7th. Lovely. Um, all you need is love. Now, what do you think you meant by that? Um, cause a trap stamp to me is if you are banging him from behind, you're yeah. looking down and seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is one of Robbie's as we've discussed queer baiting moves where, oh, this is when people are shagging me. I feel like I, I, can't, I, don't, <laughs> I think, you know what, having used the word queer baiting earlier in the book, I don't think this can be queer baiting because... <laughs> Who is seeing this well, except someone who is actually having sex? At that point, you're not like... No, if you're in the pool. I don't know if this is real or not, man. It's if like you're literally looking at You me. are yeah. banging me. Yeah. If um, you were at a swimming pool and you were queuing up for the diving board yeah. and he was a few steps ahead of you, you'd <laughs> be looking at his trap snap also. You'd so let's that. not rule that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> There are, there are, there are examples. If you're in a nude conga lane with Robbie Williams, you look down, you see this. (laughs) Well, you're not banging him, but you're not not banging him. Um, Does a nude conga lane... I'm not to be judgmental, but I feel like the Venn diagram... You're being very judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a crazy thing to do, isn't it? it? To get all you need is love tattooed as a tramp stamp. On your lower back. I'm giving it a woohoo. Yeah, I think it's kind of, you know. It's kind of what? It's a bit of fun, you know. If it you is are, a bit of fun. If you are having a nice time with Robbie <laughs> and, you, you know. Having penetrative anal sex sons with Robbie contact, Williams. You know, no eye contact. You can't get his natural charisma from eye contact and his like, you know. You're not getting face to face. He would look face. back. 
it's nice to have a little joke to know that he's taking care yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, all you need is love. And isn't that reassuring <laughs> when you're having sex that's, with someone's bum? That's true. I'm yeah. going to give it a woohoo, a woo-hoo, woo-hoo from you. A woohoo from me. Wow, double woohoo here. Can we get the next one, Ewan? Two woohoos. And this is on his belly. Okay. He has <laughs> two, two swallows oh, man. and they are, seems like they're nibbling at his belly pubes. <laughs> like someone's filled his belly button with seeds and two <laughs> swallows have <laughs> flew swooped down oh my God. to procure sunflower seeds from his <laughs> natural bowl yeah nature's bird bath nature's bird bath robbie's belly yeah um, <laughs> it's such it's and do you know i read about this yeah this these birds <laughs> where, I read about where did you read about this <laughs> the library of alexandria <laughs> Oh I went back in time as discussed time yeah. travel, and uh, before that that library burned, I read about this. These, <laughs> no wait, that's not true. It was a website <laughs> about these tattoos. Yeah, uh, Robbie, the Robbie Williams database, and which is a real thing. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Really. And the birds represent all his female fans. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But weird. What, what, why? What is it about them that <laughs> they're free? Because they're birds. They're birds. Yeah. They're, they're bloody birds. Just some birds pecking at his navel. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I hate that. I really dislike that. Like, I would. First, would like, you like to do that though? Would you like to put if you went to the park and put seeds in your belly button? Would you like it if birds ate out of your belly button? What, do you need me to answer that? I think I would like it. Why? I, I just want to feel close to them. <laughs> oh man, I love birds. Like, yeah. um, like avian birds. Yeah, you know, I didn't <laughs> avian flu. <laughs> no, no offense, but you didn't yeah. need to clarify. <laughs> I love birds. Um, I love like hanging out with crows and stuff. And if, <laughs> if I could put seeds in my belly button and have crows eat the seeds, I wouldn't be. Displeased necessarily. Yeah. What are you saying? Is this a woohoo? Or a <laughs> I, I, I literally can't get over everything you've just said. I there's no uh, what. What do you mean you would like it? I'm in the park. Yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> in the park or just in general in your life, like stuff. Is- Things have gone quiet. Yeah, accusations have been made. I just, uh, uh, I've not got a busy Google calendar, all right? <laughs> and um, I'm in the park. Yeah. Say no more. Okay. So boohoo from me. It's this a, is a rare boohoo. I like most tattoos. But So why are you boohooing? Just because it's so weird. It is. <laughs> that I'm, it makes me... When, well, actually, yeah, now I think about it, I would like it to happen to me. You'd like to be pecked in the navel. It's a triple woohoo from me. A triple a woohoo. A triple woohoo. This is I a, really like Robbie Williams. Tattoos. Yeah. And as a guy, I honestly think he is like such a star. I mean, he is a star. And it, I think, you know, tattoos, fine. And I like that it's symmetrical. I love, mm-hmm. you know, it is a sort of kind of classy Romanesque. There's something going on here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, now you've told me, <laughs> having done your research, that, that it represents women. I don't like I, the, the women who I love them. I find that kind of. It's a bit gross. It is a bit gross. I also just feel like, I don't know, your navel's really vulnerable area. I don't want beaks in there. I guess that's part of the part of the thrill. Yeah. For some people. Not me. Well Sorry for that window into my psyche, but I would love it if that happened to me. I'm learning so much today. 
um, every week. Unbelievable. We add two songs mm. uh, to the Enjoying Our One playlist, which is updated by Jay Howlett and Mega Slippers. Um, and we add one track a piece from this album. And then we had one track inspired by the conversation, which I'm really <laughs> struggling. Yeah, that's gonna to um, think of one. But I mean, you know, we'll, I'm sure we will. Oh, I've got a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm going to. What, what are you going to stick on? I'll be okay. Are you the guest? Um. I think. I think. Given that we've dwelt on it for quite a large chunk of the podcast, I think we need to. Does it <laughs> do not put well did you ever <laughs> okay. featured in John Lovitz on the okay. podcast? Well, we had a nice playlist. little duo. We had a nice du- little duo. Were you about to do that to me? I was. About You're to a do sick that. fucker. Let's put something stupid because we 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 duetted to oh, that and that was quite. I thought we were going to say let's put something stupid on it. Oh yeah, which yeah. is which was all I did. Uh, well, did you ever? Okay, something stupid. We'll yeah. go on. I completely agree with that, and I would love to see somewhere beyond the sea, yeah. somewhere waiting for, for me. me. Etc. Watching the thing. Uh, I'm going to stick that on it. And then, you know, I don't know any of John Lovitz's other hits. No. So I'd struggle to think of something. I'm going to stick on maybe. Um, Can I make a suggestion? Okay. Can we have that one that's like, why do birds suddenly appear? Every time you are near. My navel's full of bird seed. <laughs> Why do What's that song called? Suddenly Just appear. Like... That's called The Long to Be Close to You by the Carpenters. Is that yeah. going to be your choice? I really want that to go on. I think it's a good. Why do birds suddenly appear? Every time you fill your belly button up with seeds. <laughs> Just like me, <laughs> they long to be close to you. That's like literally what you said. You were like, I just like the idea that they're close. <laughs> I just want my, I just want to have birds near me, baby. It's. Uh, <sighs> I'm not- going to put my favorite uh, Frank Sinatra song on. Um, witchcraft. Oh, yeah. I don't think I know that one. Witchcraft. It's like that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how does witchcraft go again? Um. Let's see. Frank Sinatra songs. So funny. Just to say the title in a swingy way. <laughs> you can almost go away with it. If it wasn't for those <laughs> damn kids. Oh, witchcraft. Oh, witchcraft. Fly me to the moon. Let me. I'm going to put Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. Wait, is that what witchcraft no, is the name of it? I can't remember how witchcraft goes. Oh, okay. But it's good. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll accept it. Did you enjoy the album? I, I had. I hugely enjoyed the album. Yeah. I really liked listening to this. I do think that it was. A contractual obligation. Oh yeah, it's a bad album. It's bad. <laughs> it's a. There's real... a lot of shit, mm. but it's very enjoyable. Oh, big time! I. It's a cornerstone of my personality, <laughs> and, 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 and it's, aw- it's awful that that is the case. But sadly, you don't get to choose your cornerstones. No, which I believe is what the Arctic Monkeys song "Cornerstone" is about. Oh, um, more wisdom more straight wisdom. from the oracle. I think that cornerstone is the. Never mind. Um. Thank I enjoyed an album. Thank you so much for joining me here, Ben Pope. Thank you. Coming so much. down to uh, Arancini Towers to collab on <laughs> a fucking episode of Enjoy an Album. Thank you so much for joining me. Peace and love in the new millennium. We will be back next week with more Enjoy an Album. Woo! And don't tell your mama. Please don't tell your mother. <laughs>